Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Today, we're making fried oyster mushroom tacos. This recipe was created by Jeff Benda, a Harvesting Nature field staff writer. He writes... I'm a mushroom lover and foraging for them is a new favorite pastime. I recently packed up my wife and daughter and traveled from Fargo, North Dakota to Olympic National Park in Washington for 10 days of tent camping, hiking, and foraging. Oyster mushrooms were easy to find and easy to identify, growing on trees and logs right along many of the hiking trails. The most abundant spot was in the whole rainforest near Forks, Washington. Within minutes, we had filled a quart-sized bag to take home. This recipe is perfect for your next Taco Tuesday. It has traditional taco ingredients, but also lets the mushrooms shine, turning them crispy and meaty. When her daughter tasted them, she swore it was chicken. Just a note, you may want to fry them longer than you think, for about six or seven minutes. Thanks, Jeff. Forging for mushrooms is definitely something hunters should be doing, if they aren't already. Think about it. You're already out in the wilderness, you've honed your observation skills, you love wild food, why not add delicious and healthy wild mushrooms to your wild food repertoire? You do have to know your stuff though. Foraging for wild mushrooms can be very dangerous if you don't know what you're doing, and a misidentified poison mushroom can send you and your family to the hospital or even to the morgue. That being said, there are many types of easily identifiable mushrooms without any poisonous lookalikes that are great for beginners. The oyster mushrooms that Jeff used in this recipe are a great example. Some other good beginner mushrooms are morels, chanterelles, chicken of the woods, hen of the woods, giant puffball, percini, hedgehog mushrooms, and heresia mushrooms, which include lion's mane, bear's head tooth, and comb tooth mushrooms. The best way to go about learning how to forage for mushrooms is to first find out which ones grow in your region. Some mushrooms only grow in specific regions, so you'd be wasting your time looking for them if they don't grow in yours. 
Buy yourself a book on foraging for mushrooms that covers your specific region, wild mushrooms of the northeast for example, and read it front to back. Pay close attention to and heed any warnings that the author includes in the book. From there, join some social media mushroom identification groups and some mushroom cooking groups so that you can see what other people are harvesting. I like to join region-specific groups and more generalized groups as well. You can often find like-minded people who gather and go out on foraging walks through these groups. You can also look up local mycological groups that may gather in your area. Go out for a walk and find yourself a foraging mentor if you can. Many people who get into mushrooming go out for the first time and bring home a basket of random mushrooms which they then pick through wondering what's edible and what's poisonous. Do not do this. It's a recipe for poisoning and it's not at all a safe method of harvesting. Others find a mushroom while out on a walk and snap a picture of it halfway to their mouths, which they post into a mushroom ID group with the caption, Can I eat this? Do not do this. Are you really going to trust a random stranger on the internet with your life? Instead, pick a mushroom from your book that you want to learn about. Be sure to pick an easily identifiable one with few or no lookalikes. Let's pick, say, Hen in the Woods, which is also known as Maitake. Learn the Latin name of the mushroom. Hen in the Woods is called Graffola frondosa. Many mushrooms have several common names and this can confuse things. When you're looking for help with identification, knowing the Latin name, and you don't need to remember it all the time, you can just google it every time, will help keep things clear and concise. Read about what time of year these mushrooms can be found. For Hen in the Woods, that's mid to late autumn where I live in eastern Ontario. Don't bother looking for them in May or June, you just won't find any. Next, see if the mushroom you chose is associated with any specific trees or landforms. Hen of the Woods will always be found at the bottom of an oak tree. That makes looking for them much easier, all you have to do is look for oaks. In another example, morel mushrooms can be found in profusion on burn sites from past forest fires. If you live near places like these, you should be searching them for morels. When you see other people in your regional mushroom groups posting about the mushrooms you chose, go out and start looking for them yourself. You can also ask the people in the groups about the spots they found the mushroom. Was it wet? Was it at a high elevation? Low? Just don't ask for the exact spot they found it, as mushroom foragers guard their special spots very jealously. Now, go out and look. Mushroom hunting can be hard, but if you're already out there hunting anyways, just expand your observational skills to include looking for them while you're moving around the landscape. In the autumn, I simply cannot pass by an oak tree when I'm hunting without first looking at the base to see if there's a head of the woods sitting there. You may spend a long time looking before ever finding one, but once you do, you'll notice that you find them more and more often. It's all about training your eyes. If you do find one, Take pictures of it from the top, the bottom, the side, and of the place you found it. Also take pictures of the gills or pores, and any other identifying feature you see. Bring the mushroom home with you, but don't eat it yet. Vigorously compare it to the mushroom in your book, trusted web pages, and then post it in the Mushroom ID group where members will help guide you. Just be sure to always use several sources, never just one. If you are 100% confident that you have the mushroom you think you do, cut off a small piece, 
cook it up in some butter with salt and pepper, and eat it. Wait until the next day before eating more. Some mushrooms, chicken of the woods and honey mushrooms for example, aren't poisonous, but give certain people stomach aches. If you feel fine, go ahead and cook up your mushroom. I have plenty of fun mushroom recipes on the intrepideater.com if you're looking for inspiration. Now I know that sounds like a lot of work, but it really isn't. The more mushrooms you learn, the faster the process goes, and soon you'll know dozens of mushrooms that you can bring home to augment your wild game meals or to be eaten on their own like Jeff's delicious oyster mushroom tacos. This recipe serves four people. It takes about 30 minutes to prep and about 40 minutes to cook. Ingredients For the mushrooms 2 cups of oyster mushrooms 1 cup all-purpose flour 1 teaspoon salt Half a teaspoon black pepper Half a teaspoon onion powder Half a teaspoon garlic powder Half a teaspoon cumin Half a teaspoon smoked paprika 1 egg beaten quarter cup of milk canola oil for frying for the tacos 8 corn or flour tortillas 1 cup pico de gallo 1 cup guacamole 1 cup queso fresco cheese 1 cup fresh spinach 1 cup fresh cilantro chopped 2 radishes sliced thinly one lime. For the chipotle mayo, quarter cup Hellman's real mayonnaise, quarter cup plain Greek yogurt, one tablespoon of lime juice, two tablespoons chipotle hot sauce, quarter teaspoon of salt, quarter teaspoon of sugar, half a teaspoon of cumin. Preparation Slice large oyster mushrooms in half, but keep small ones whole. Rinse them off and pat dry with paper towels. Put the flour and all the seasonings in a bowl. Whisk together the milk and eggs in another bowl. You can choose to pour enough canola oil into a deep fryer like I did, or you can pour just enough into a cast iron Dutch oven to come up to about 2 inches. Heat this to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. As the oil is heating, dust the mushrooms in the seasoned flour, into the egg wash, and then into the flour again. Shake off the excess flour and fry. You want the oyster mushrooms to be fully cooked, so fry them for at least 6 to 7 minutes. When they're done, move the oyster mushrooms to a paper towel to drain. Serve on warm tortillas with your favorite taco toppings like the one listed in the recipe. Enjoy! For more great wild fish and game recipes, be sure to subscribe and follow Antler and Finn.